Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. Today, we're talking about joining a running club with Amy Bezik. My name's Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm not sure I can be so Boom. And we're live. Um, I've sat looking at the very smiley face of Amy Bezik. Hi, Amy. Um, thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me again. So we're going to talk today about communities, activities that you might do in a community. And um, as we both know, I've just run up the stairs um, being late for this. So I feel like I'm part of a running community already. Um, what, do you, what do you do then in terms of I know. You, so are you part of a, a running club? Yeah, I'm part of a running club. It's a sort of relatively new thing in my life. I've, I've been in a running club for about the past sort of three years, so really since the pandemic. Um, so I was really reflecting on the difference between just being involved in a sport or being involved in like physical activity versus being part of a community or part of a club around that activity um, and the kind of massive difference that that could make by doing doing those things with other people um, and the people that you can meet through it as well. But also when I was thinking about running communities, the other thing that really came to my mind was around park run. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with Parkrun, but Parkrun's an absolutely amazing phenomenon across the UK and across the world as well. And that brings people together every week that run um 5K on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And that's another really nice example of a community that you can form around running. And you don't you don't even have to run to do parkrun. It's open to people that want to walk or um push a pram around or even just get involved by volunteering. But that's just a community um that brings together hundreds of people every week around running and being active outdoors in the park. Mm. So how how long have you been doing parkrun? Uh parkrun Probably did my first one around sort of 10, 11 years ago. So really quite a long time. And I've not done a huge number of park runs. So um, I've probably done about 70 in the past, like 10 years, oh, wow, which okay. which there are people that have um, one of the kind of elements of park run is that you get milestones. So you get recognized when you've done 50, when you've done 100 and then up to 250 and then possibly have like even 500. What do you mean um, recognized? So you get a t-shirt basically you can oh, you cool. can uh, you can buy a t-shirt and you'll get a shout out as well at the start of that event if someone's running their milestone park run so for example I've got a really good friend from my running club who recently has got really really mad into park run and um she does something which is specifically called park run tourism so that's instead of going to your local park run every oh. week you travel around and try and tick off as many different locations as possible so right. she She's uh, running her 100th parkrun this weekend. Wow. So I'm going out to support her. And she's I, I've lost track of how many different parkruns she's been to. But she's now part of this sub-community of parkrun tourists. And they have their own kind of unofficial branding and colours that you sometimes see them wearing, like That's yellow lovely. and black headband things. Um, but it's something it, nice, I think, about bringing people together yeah. around this kind of it can be like a bit of an obsession or a bit of a something that you're really passionate about I think the good thing you know like so I talk quite a lot on this thing about these opportunities of coming together and like what you can do and like sometimes um so like you're into yoga aren't you and yeah. you like if like for some people for example going to a yoga class might be a bit intimidating 
which generally, if you go to a nice, gentle yoga class, you, you, you're going to find a nice teacher and someone who's going to be friendly. They're not going to be giving you daggers and stuff. It's going to be a nice, friendly environment, but it still can be a challenge to actually get there. With the park run, whilst I've never done it, I have heard of it and I, I would like to do it. The um, I think the fact that it's accessible to all in terms of you can just go and join in um, at any kind of pace is a really helpful thing. And then isn't it that you get, explain to me how it works in terms of your time is done. Do you have like a barcode or some kind of chip? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, the only the only kind of condition to take part in Park Run, and you don't even technically need to do this, but um, they ask you to register on the website and then you get a barcode. You can either print it out or you can pay to have it on um, a band or you can download it to your watch or whatever. Um, and then when you get to the end at the finish tunnel after you've done your 5K, then your barcode gets scanned and you have a, a time token as well. And then a couple of hours later, once the, the wonderful volunteers have done their magic and uploaded all of the information, you'll get a text or an email telling you what your time was, but also uh, what position you came in, what your age category was, um, and, and loads of other statistics. So another thing around Parkrun that people like to really get behind is the, the stats and the data that you get from it. Yeah. So my mum, for example, um, is really obsessed with being the top in her age category and getting you get an age graded score. So right. you don't have to be the fastest runner, but you will get a score that's based on your age and the average finish time for someone of your age. So she's really. Into, I like that. I like that yeah. because, you know, you can be competitive and also competitive with yourself. And the, one of the things that I find attractive about go into about getting involved as i said i haven't yet but i think there is one that's relatively close to me as well so i've got no excuse um it's just when so i go running three or four times a week and i go on my own i see it as a very like solitary thing and i and when i'm when i'm running i almost like can't wait to finish you know it's like mm. when the when the automated voice says four miles completed it's like I do four miles and one pace. You know, I stop. I'm like, ah, that's it, done. Doesn't matter and where you are. You've got to <laughs> get happy home. Miles from home. And, and which is, you know, which is ridiculous because I, I don't mind it because I'll always listen to a podcast or some music and I try and get lost in that, you know, and, um, but it's not a very mindful experience in terms of if my earphones aren't working or if my phone stopped working or whatever, I find it quite difficult listening to my breath and, not having that distraction however mm. when i've run say like a 10k um i mean i guess it is a race but it's not a race for me like i've i've always run faster than i usually go um and i don't usually run that distance but i've always run faster because i'm surrounded by people and you just kind of i guess the adrenaline's going and i think that the attraction of park run for me is that I think I would get more motivated to go, right, I'm going to try and beat my time. Whereas yeah. if I'm running on my own, when I get to the one mile mark, if it's under or over a certain time, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get, I'm not very fast today. And then for the next three miles, I'm either kind of motivated or not. <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely something around being around other people. You get that a bit of adrenaline, you get that energy and buzz. And some sometimes people struggle with actually running too fast because of that. But I think um, parkrun, they always say it's a run and not a race. So it's not about 
coming first or beating the person in front of you. That's not kind of the what they try and promote. It is about enjoying being part of a community, but it does um, very much provide that opportunity. If you want to be competitive with yourself or even with others, then then it is a good place to do that because you've got that time you've got your you know you know what your time was last week you can go out and try to beat that um you might clock someone and think oh I can probably catch up with them and maybe I can, maybe I'll overtake them go for a cheeky sprint finish at the end uh but equally if you just want to take it much more leisurely then yeah. you can do and you get the full spectrum of people at an event like Parkrun um from your, your really fast people that can finish it in sort of 16 minutes to people that'll be there at the end just having a natter and they always have a tail walker as well so this is a volunteer or a couple of volunteers who are walking at the back so you never have to worry about being the last person because you never will be can I can I ask you about just this I mean just a point of interest it could just to get see if it does actually interest people in going from this conversation just a bit more detail so does it work in terms of if you want to race do those people start at the front you know is there yeah. like a if you if you really want to race come to the front and then everyone else you start whenever because your barcode registers as you as you start the start yeah i think there's there's no proper sort of it's not like in a organized race where you have the strip on the ground that you know clocks the exact time that you've crossed it so yeah it's probably more organized in terms of the people that are really bothered about the time they get they will naturally put themselves at the front right because you all go at the same time when the when the run director announces it and okay. if it's a really big park run you might have like a really big wave of people to get through so if you're towards the back you, your time is necessarily going to be slower than that right okay i got you i got you and then the other thing is what's the what are the routes then you know is it like around the park a number of times or or do they go off in you know, yeah, really wonderful so places. There, there'll always be a prescribed route for it and it's, you know, been measured out and it's been agreed. Um, and some park runs will have an alternative route, you know, if it's if it's really muddy or they have they have issues with that route. Um, and obviously, because they're happening in usually in public parks a lot of the time, you have to bear in mind that there might be other things going on and other park users. So you don't have that sole access. But, yeah, they'll all have a defined um, route to them and sometimes it'll be depending on the park it'll be like three or maybe even four loops of Loop. that park That's so some I'm of them wondering. can be quite quite difficult particularly if you've got to do four laps of the park um, but there's there's also you know for those who are really into their stats and stuff um, you can look up the easiest park runs that have the fastest average time and then the hardest park runs oh. and one of the ones on my bucket list is one of the hardest park runs which is up at Winlatter Forest in the Lake District and it's just somehow uphill for the entire 5k seemingly oh, wow. and I'm like oh yeah that sounds really fun that's what I want to do <laughs> you're a crazy person I where's can I mean I do that one backwards you know, like, so it was all downhill. <laughs> um, well, I read this amazing book around parkrun, actually. And um, there is somebody that runs parkrun backwards. Oh, really? So, well, as, as in, in like, they, they run, they, yeah, they run backwards. Yeah. So, honestly, all sorts of things go on. <laughs> um, so, with the, it, it, you know, it's funny that with that 10K I was talking about as well, you've, you know, you've kind of reminded me of, um, this in Leeds, it's called the Abbey Dash. So you literally run mm. to Kirkstall Abbey and back, and it's pretty flat. There's just like one hill at the very, very end. Um, and I remember the first time I did that, um, I lost my other half who I was running with. 
had no idea if she was in front or behind me. We just literally lost each other. And then I saw someone who was running with like a backpack with a sign that said 55 minutes on it. You know, and I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. But there was like a collective of people running around them. And they were like, yeah, I'm 55 minute pace. So I'm going to follow this person. And it and it really like it did really G me on. So even though I wasn't talking to people around me, that sense of community, that sense of being around people trying to achieve the same thing. And I think with about three kilometers to go, I was like, I think I can go faster than this. And I like went past them and I didn't see anyone else with like a milestone type thing, but ended up doing it way faster than I thought I would. I ended up, I think I did 52 minutes, which for me was like, as that's like really a, good. an occasional runner i probably wouldn't do that now but like that was like three or four years ago but it but it was um i was like huh this is interesting because usually like i said my attitude towards running is kind of let's just get it done then i can eat more crap food over the weekend <laughs> and and then but my motivation my i was i was more motivated to kind of succeed as a and i say this in the loosest terms a runner like because I was in that collective so yeah so it takes us on quite nicely in terms of the um the running club so a running club to me sounds again through an anxious lens as quite an intimidating thing to become a part of so what's what's your experience with with that yeah and I think that that is something that kind of one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it and, and maybe tackle some of that perception of it because I think that looking back that is exactly the perception that I would have had before I got involved in a running club um, and it's something that having been involved for quite a long time now and uh, being quite actively involved you can easily forget that it's quite a daunting thing for somebody to they think running club they think elite runners everyone's going to be really fast I'll be slower than everyone else um, but really you know if you choose the the right club and if the club is you know sh- how it sh- how it should be operating is um, should be you know inclusive and welcoming to people and certainly that was the experience with the the club that I'm in and and I wouldn't have stayed there if if I didn't get that impression from them um so I really joined the running club that I'm in um back in 2020 and it was all really because the change in in my life since COVID and the change in my normal habits and I wasn't uh, traveling commuting for work anymore and I had more spare time um, and I'd been vaguely aware that we had a, a running club in my local area but this just opened up the opportunity for me to go along and to try it out and I think a lot of people were in a similar position there and I remember the first time that I came out it was really really hard work because I live in quite a hilly area right. um and you also you'll have different groups and sort of different paces within on a club night you'll tend to have a couple of different groups so it's a a little bit of trying to find which which is the right group and pace for you um and I found it a really hard slog because I was like you've just described I was running at a pace that I wouldn't have done on my own I wasn't sort of stopping and walking like I might have done if I was on my own and having that kind of gentle peer pressure of being around others of kind of keeping you going Mm. um so I found it really challenging um but rewarding afterwards because I'd done something hard and I'd gone out and I'd taken that first step of going out to meet a people bunch of people that I had never met before um and there was one person in particular who was leading the group who you know she's still a very good friend and she was just so 
welcoming to me that day and made me feel very welcome. So even though I was finding it quite physically difficult to keep up, just having someone there who makes you feel like, yes, you're you're welcome to be here. And, you know, we really like welcoming new people into the club. That's the thing that makes all of the difference. And that's yeah. something that I try and bear in mind now, now that I'm sort of one of the run leaders in the club is trying to make sure that you give that same welcome to people because ultimately why would they come back if they didn't get that yeah. feeling from you? I, I think and part of it, like I think you alluded to this a minute ago, is like the pacing. So randomly, you know, and haven't done loads of research for this conversation, but um surprised me. <laughs> but I am going for a run later. But I was in the I was in the playground the other day of my kids' school and I was waiting for, for them to come out. And one of the one of the other grown ups, um, you know, who, who I know through birthday parties or whatever, um came up to me and said, Oh, um I said, Oh, it's horrible weather, isn't it? And she was like, Oh, I'm I'm going to running club tonight. And I was like, Seriously? And she went, Well, yeah, but it makes me do it because it's a club. She was going, and it's unfortunate that the weather's like this. And mm. she goes, but, and she goes, and I've kind of been trying to get runs in between going to the club as well to try and improve. So randomly with, with this coming up or not knowing this was coming up at the time, I, I, I was asking her about it. And I, I said, well, do you know, do you know how people like that? Are, I, I mean, I'm, this is maybe really sick or really naive of me, but it's like, do you not get people like really like straggling at the back and struggling to keep up? And she went, well, no, because you go in your time bracket. And I was like, oh, of course you do. So I'm assuming that that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but there's, there's like, uh, I, I said to her, how far do you run? And she said 10 kilometers. And I was, and she said, and then there'll be like an hour and 10 minutes. And then there's a group that's 55 minutes or whatever. Um, so is that the same kind of thing with yours? And, and what? And is it the same for distances or is it always the same distance? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar but slightly different. So we have uh, four groups in our running club, um, which are called the Swifts, uh, sorry, the Speedies, which are the really, really fast runners. I would never go near that group. The Swifts, who are kind of um, still a reasonable reasonable pace um but not kind of at that same level then we've got two steady groups so we call them steady swift and speedy no right. one's called slow we don't use that word steady yeah, <laughs> and in the steady group we have a shorter and a longer steady so there's not a very exact science around it but the um faster groups tend to do a longer run by maybe they might do sort of seven miles whereas the short ones might do five miles um but we all try to be out for sort of an hour and 10 ish that kind of time okay so it's a, a little bit on distance and a little bit on pace as well and it's it's a kind of thing where you need to just try it out really and then you get to most people get to find the group that works for them and we also alternate between in the summer we'll alternate between road running and trail running so that actually adds another oh, right. dimension to it as well it's interesting so you've got that variety as well and then, so tell me about the like relationships that you've developed then, because that's part of the thing with community. Yeah, so yeah, it it really is, and I think that's as much as part of it as actually getting out and having the exercise as well. Um, I think for me, because I I joined the running club, like I said, it was during the pandemic, and I'd lived in the area where I live now for maybe two years at that point and um, I was still traveling out of the area every day back into the city to come to work so I kind of felt like I didn't know 
anyone within my local area and all of my friendships and social connections were not actually in the place where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved there to, to move in with my partner. So everybody I knew in the area, I knew through him. And I found it really difficult to actually make friends on my own terms because it is difficult, isn't it? When you, you know, you're working full time and you, you, you're yeah. kind of busy and it's, it's difficult as an adult to find ways of meeting other people. But really by joining the club, it just opened my world up to just so many people in the local area and it's really like all of my friendships in the area now are through the running club to the point where I feel like I'm a bit of a cliche really because everyone I hang out with oh it's my friend from the running club (laughs) um but it's it's lovely to be able to meet and interact with people who you wouldn't have done otherwise you know you're coming together over this one shared interest and you meet so many interesting people that've got different jobs different lives yeah. um and just the conversations that you have with them and i do reflect sometimes that although there seems to be this just one thing that connects us all which is an interest in running how well people seem to get on with each other and you know Obviously, not everybody will do and not everyone gets on with everyone else. But um, it's just that diversity of people from all different kind of backgrounds and perspectives and lives and things like that. That just that common thing of of running together is is strong enough. It's funny. There's a couple of things. I mean, first thing, you know, it it can be quite hard as an adult to, to meet other, you know, to meet friends you know, to, to make friends. I know like my other half, um, she's, uh, b- before I met her actually, uh, when she, she moved to like the local area and didn't know lots of people and went onto like a, a website or whatever, like a friendship, like, and so, and she is still really, really good friends with some people that she met through that. And this, this is years later now. Um, and I always think, God, how brave to just like, you know, it was just like, let's go for a walk on Sunday in the hills, you know, whatever. And you just like, could be anyone. Um, but so there's that kind of, you have to, there's that brave aspect, but the payoff is amazing. As kids, it's a lot easier was what my point was going to be, just because there's a funny story I've got. Mm. I was at a water park, which is just basically a, a part, a splash park. So it's outdoors in the, over the summer with my kids and was free. And there's just all these water fountains and whatever, and they're running around. And um, we were just about to leave and I'm just drying Alfie off with a towel. And this little boy must have been watching him, just came over to him, tapped him on the shoulder, even though they were face to face. It's quite funny to tap someone on the shoulder when you're looking at them. And he went, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, if only with that, it were that easy. <laughs> what did Alfie say? He said, "Well, we're leaving. I'm afraid." They actually, in fact, they went on. No, I'm joking. They they went and played for a little. I said, "Go on, we'll let you know. We'll stay another ten minutes." And they they went off and played and built a dam or something. In this, it was it was, it was just like, "Wow, that's how you do it, is it?" You just walk up to yeah. someone and tap them on the shoulder. It's not simple. Do you want to be my friend? Um, <laughs> None of this overthinking of it, like yeah, adult. not like us. Can you imagine? Um, but the other thing is, I was going to ask you is. Has it helped your, I mean, this is a loaded question because I'm 100% sure you're going to say yes. Has it helped your running ability in terms of the community rather than, rather than the running? I mean, the joining together, like meeting people yeah. and talking technique and equipment and style and et cetera. Yeah, I think to some extent there's the, 
the the techie stuff about technique and and shoes and that kind of thing but I think more than that is probably just the encouragement that you get from other people one of the really nice things I like about my running club is is we really try hard to create an inclusive welcoming environment in the club and one of the things that we do is we celebrate everyone's successes so we have some really really top-notch runners who you know could be they're they're sort of at the level of that they could be professional you know that good sort of run a marathon in two hours 25 minutes kind of thing you know so really so some really excellent kind of technical runners um and then we've got people who are quite new to running or you know it's and 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 coming back to that thing but we mentioned at the beginning about how hard it can be to sort of start with something like this and to get into it and that's actually the hardest the part the very early stages Hmm. we celebrate everyone's successes so it doesn't matter if you've gone and done like 100 miles in Snowdonia on an ultra marathon um, or whether it's you've gone and done your first park run or you've done your first 10k race or you've done your first run without stopping you know we celebrate all of those achievements just exactly the same and that's one of the things that, that I really like about it but I've I've personally absolutely seen a massive improvement in my running and I'm not sure I necessarily joined for that purpose I think I probably mainly joined to kind of have that routine and also the social side of it but it's just happened that being part of that community my running has just really taken off since then so I'm doing a lot more than I ever used to and Mm. it's a much bigger part of my life than it used to be as well and and it's not something I necessarily plan to happen that way it's just been driven by the fact that I'm really enjoying it and I'm getting a lot out of it and then you want to do more I think this is the I think this is kind of my point where I was asking you the loaded question is because we generally can you know the more you do something the the better you can get at it but it's not always the case and like so with something like running the one thing that's interesting to me as i do go running is that sometimes it's contextual it'll depend what i've eaten that day or it'll depend Mm. like what mood i'm in or how tired i am and etc um and yeah i think if you go to a club or you do a park run you have that sense of you know it's coming you build up to it and there may be even that bit of adrenaline in advance of it and then there's a target, there's a goal, and that goal may be to be to stay with the pack, to stay with the group, as you know, uh, to stay at pace, if you like. So it gives you that opportunity to kind of um, attune to that pace that you're trying to get to. Um, and then you do improve because you're kind of, mm. whereas, like I said, sometimes my enthusiasm will wane a mile into a four mile run because I know how fast or slow I've done the first mile. And I'm just like that can impact on it whereas if you are with a group you kind of you keep going um the other thing for me is over time you will generally improve the more you do something the more regularly you do it and you can kind of equate it to other things rather than just running and in terms of the kind of benefits of the people that listen to this podcast one of the things i hear really regularly is that people are kind of like oh well i've I stick it, I've stuck at that because I've listened to some, you know, this guest or that guest saying it's about repetition, it's about reps, and it's about sticking to it. And the way you're describing it, Amy, is like you're now infused by it. You know, you enjoy it. So you'll look forward to it. And again, 
half the people listening will know what I'm going to say because I'm going to talk about swimming and my journey with swimming, which started as a kind of, I don't want to do this. Um, and then finally got to a place of, ah, oh, nice one, I'm going swimming tomorrow. Um, and actually, I've had a few weeks off from having a bad shoulder. but So I'm a little bit um, tentative again. But I know I'll get back to that point of, oh, great, it's a swimming day today. And that journey in itself, that psychological journey of, like your words, doing something difficult, getting over something, really gives you a kind of boost mentally. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's how you get to the point of the person that you described who was like, oh, it's raining today. It's such a shame, uh, but I'm still going to go out and do it anyway because yeah. it's so ingrained in you. It's your routine. It's where you get your happiness from. It's where you, you see your friends and you, you, know, you have your social contact with people and those kind of inconvenient things like there's a thunderstorm or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> That's just uh, something that you have to plough through. And that, that helps to kind of toughen you, I think, in a way because you've, you're determined you're going to do this. Um, and actually getting out and doing something even even in the difficult circumstances it's raining it's you know at the moment we're starting to see the uh, uh the days are getting shorter so you're running more in the dark and I find that more difficult yeah. but you always feel that satisfaction afterwards of having done it yeah and I think you can even look forward to afterwards <laughs> you can even yeah. be like oh yeah it's going to be a really nice shower afterwards because I'm going to be freezing cold it's going to have been dark and you know and I'm going to be but I've done it and actually quite often i've heard of it like a, an ultra marathon runner saying sometimes he'll sit and look at his trainers for like 20 minutes before he puts them on because he's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it you know it happens to everyone and i think mm -hmm. sometimes especially if you're starting out at something and you're a real novice you can listen to that thing i mean i'll give you an example and again people are going to get bored of me talking about this but i've started taking cold showers right and i do mm -hmm. three minutes just there's, there's only the setting is cold in my shower like so it's just three minutes and actually as we're moving away from the summer the water's getting colder <laughs> like mm -hmm. and the house isn't as warm so it's actually more and more challenging but every day i think and and my point is that every day i think oh, i'm not going to do it today i get out of bed and i'm like no i'm not doing it today and i'm like come on you're just you're going to be so disappointed in yourself if you don't do it so i set my phone up because i put a time you know i put a stopwatch on and put the shower on and then i go three two one and i push the button so it starts the timer and i literally you know move quickly under the water and kind of go Argh! and then within a few seconds it's just i'm like okay i'm acclimatized to this now um and afterwards I don't even know if I'm getting the cold shock proteins or whatever of this fad or craze of people doing cold plunges because I'm just having a cold shower. It's not really the same. But the benefit mentally of going, the first thing I've done this morning was something that was really difficult. I found it really hard and I did it. Well done me. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of, I did this. I just, I do think there's something in that. Um, and the reason I wanted to say the thing about looking at your shoes or about me and those few seconds of I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. There, a lot of people do have that. Yeah, it's just not for me. That's for other people. And it truly doesn't have to be. Is kind yes. of my point. Anyone yeah. can do these things, choose something and take those baby steps. Yeah. And it is baby steps, isn't it? You know, you don't know where you're going to go to with 
with a particular journey you don't know if something's going to become a really really big part of your life Um, and I've definitely found with my running that I'm able to achieve things now that I never thought that I could do you know and it's opened up new doors for me and and that's inspiring and you see it with other people as well who go on to achieve really amazing things or they'll do you know massive distances or really challenging kind of um kind of runs and races and it just makes you realize that you are capable of more than you think and everyone's capable of more than you think yeah amazing. i don't think i can do a three three minute cold shower every morning but i'm sure i probably could if i'm going to challenge you to it challenge just don't to want it. to <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to either <laughs> but it's a really nice way to finish it but so you know thank you for for joining us and, and telling us um those stories because i i do i think you know those people that do ultra marathons there's a re- it's really easy to think oh they're just naturally gifted they've just always been athletic they've always been da 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 that's why it's not me and i don't think either of us are saying everyone out there go and do an ultra marathon just go and do something try something and just build and build and build um amy thank you so much for coming on the show thank you chris and enjoy your run tonight yeah thank you um i'm just seeing if it's raining no it's dry uh, and thank you guys out there for listening another episode of we winging its way to you soon thanks everyone 